generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in. You are dialing in live and listening in to Coalition Talks from <laughs> Winston, Chris, and David. The theme song, mate, that apparently they had playing, much like Izzy Whitley from ALH, how he plays one song for an entire week. This is the tune, mate, that they were this cranking. They, they were doing it the whole week. Yeah, yeah, only song they could listen to. The new flame, baby. Can you imagine? I think that took three weeks to form a new government every day. It's a long, like, eight, nine-hour days talking yeah. together, trying to sort shit out. Jumping up and down the country. Mate, I've spent about two and a bit hours in a room with Winston Peters, and I can tell you that was probably enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think anyone would have the same view. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, he was, yeah, he was very knowledgeable and nice and stuff, but um, it was, I don't know, if you've ever spent any time with him, it's just a bizarre encounter. Yeah. It's like catching up with your granddad who's just disappointed in you, you know? <laughs> Like he just <laughs> stared at me and was just kind of like, "What are we like? What are we doing? Fucking hell, man! Like, okay, here's exactly what we're gonna do." Yeah, it was interesting. He loves anyway. a punt, though, eh? Yeah, well, that's that's why I was. I think Seymour loves a punt too, right? Uh, I don't know if he's that into it. He was at, right. He came to Krakenmillion event of yeah. BGP. Him and Brooke. So you know, maybe we will get them along again in January as well. Mister Luxon was there. He didn't pop up, but I try and uh, yeah, I'll try and get them back in there on January the twenty seventh. I think they might be busy, mate. Yeah, probably. They got a bit on. They got the hundred day plan. Anyway, mate, new government, fucking brilliant. Like we call it the Luxon effect. We're in here on a Saturday morning in the car park. No one. No traffic on the way here for me either. Very quiet. Very Yeah, just saw some entitled people trying to walk across the road across a green light for a car and I give them that hang on, productive people here going through. <laughs> but the car park's empty, so the Luxon effect is in full swing, mate. People are probably enjoying the sun, to be honest. The but economy's been saved. Yeah, everything is fixed. Yep, is that just the, like that. Is that the, the story? Fingers. Yeah. It's been interesting, like, I did watch, not live, but I clicked on the video after of the announcement and then just, like, the quick summary. I, find it, I found it really hard to find the information of what they're actually going to do like there was a brief summary that they talked about in the announcement yeah and i was like my first thought was seymour and winston have bent luxon over <laughs> and yeah. got pretty much everything they wanted wow <laughs> which i was thought that was quite good but so yeah bit of show of power there 
I think it's pretty funny how Winston got Deputy Prime Minister. That was just always going to happen. Yeah. Gets fucking 5% of the country to vote before him gets the second highest here in the office. Just fucking genius. <laughs> 18 months <laughs> each by the sounds, eh? Yeah, they're splitting it in half. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting, man. But there is some definite... Well, okay. As we all know, everyone listening, we cannot trust politicians. Hell no. We must do these things ourselves. But when we look policy stuff that they've talked about and set out that they're going to do, it is changes. And it's very, I'd say it's very economy and business focused, which I think is refreshing. I think I needed to swing back that way. Whether it'll actually happen, who knows? So it, the next three years will be interesting. Fuck, three years when you think about it is such a short time, eh? It is. Like, it could just be gone like that and then nothing could have happened. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. like... <laughs> On average, the political term is nine years. I mean, Labour were the first to fail and yeah. only get to six under MMP. Yeah, so correct. If they do things right, we should be seeing, you would assume, at least a six-year run. Yeah. And then potentially even a nine-year run. So, you know, watch this space, I guess. I just think as well, though, just on that, uh, two's company, three's a crowd, isn't that the saying? This, mm. be, this is always going to be hard work. Which I think what is why it took a... You know, three weeks to sort out with, and I read those coalition agreements. Just scanned over them quickly. They're pretty grunty, are they? Yeah, they're pretty grunty about about you know just saying this is how we treat we move in this direction, and you know this is from ACT and this is from NZ First, and it would have taken a long time for everyone to agree on that stuff. I reckon. Yes. Fuck yeah, you've just got to be like, no, nah, I want it this way, and they're like, well, no, it doesn't work like that, and then you've got to fucking sort it out. But yeah. But we've got it now. They're in. And uh, no excuses for the people out there. Nah, get, get into it. it. Yeah, it's time It's time to get back on the horse. And I just wanted to run through a few of the policies, mate. Tell me through it, because I have spent very minimal time looking at this space, so yeah. I'm not very clued up at all. What was the one thing that you said you watched? Because that sounded hilarious. I wanted to watch what Hipkins' reaction was. Yeah. So I caught her 15 minutes on double speed of what he said about it. I don't know, maybe I like contrarian I often like to see what the yeah. um, rebuttal is for the thing that gets all the airtime. but anyway one of the things was that first home no sorry not the first home buy the foreign buyers tax wasn't going to go ahead yep. and that when we were going through the selection process seemed to be a big part of the funding for national and that's not happening now so my question was oh well how are they going to fund a number of the things that they're going to do and I think we'll always just get the wish-washy answers of how that is but Mr Hipkins basically said oh, well, they're not going to get to do that, therefore they're going to have to borrow more. That's inflationary, meaning interest rates will stay up for longer. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that when they were in government, <laughs> you know, arguments like that. They didn't that, take like, out oh, any debt, remember? Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, just fucking quadrupled it. <laughs> mm, yeah, so I just, the yeah, more I listen to these people, I just think, oh, just a reminder to two ticks you, think about what you can do. Yeah. Think about how quickly the narrative changes for pro debt now, like against it. And yeah. Just depending on what side they're sitting on. Also, I just want to say my main takeaway through this whole thing, my biggest bugbear with all of these politicians and just the, the whole thing is it's, it's had so much airtime and I just don't feel like Kiwis actually need it. Yes, people have obviously voted for change and whatnot, but... I saw Hipkins saying, this is going to be a very divisive divisive government. Hang about, mate. Mm. It's already massively fucking divided here. Yeah, yeah. You know, so stop saying that shit because you're going to create, you guys are the ones creating the division. Yeah. And that, All of them. 
Yeah, that <laughs> that I feel sad about that because you then go if you love Labour, for instance, and you're gutted because you voted for them and you love their policies and stuff, you're like, yeah, these guys are dividing everything. Fucking nationally, going to divide everything. That's been planted in your head, you know. That, saying that, that is actually divisive. Yeah. <laughs> so that we end up fighting, and then they get more attention, they mm. get more of our mental rent, and we think that they've got our solutions, and we fall for the trap again. But, you know, those sorts of words sh- should be, we should look at each other and go, fucking, let, let's stop saying that. Mm. Otherwise, we're going we're gonna to feel and we're going to look out for division. We're planting that in our brain to see. Mm. And, you know, it's pretty shit when you've had power for six years and people are already talking about division and you go, this new government's going to create division. Well, <laughs> yeah. fuck's sake. And, yeah, then it's, yeah. and then the same thing, like, oh, this debt's going to create inflation. <laughs> Mate, sp- sp- <laughs> spot the fucking cooking from your own recipe first and maybe just put it down and stop chewing on it for a bit, give someone a crack and let's see what actually happens. I feel like over this last three weeks or whatever when we haven't had a government calmest ever yeah <laughs> it's been outstanding yeah. <laughs> the only people that have been fucked off are the media that they don't have like more shit to talk about yeah. to create more division and just so keep feeding it so anyway that's what we my thoughts have been through this mate and then also I'm just like what's happening with taxes because I'm a geek so yeah, we, yeah. we can touch on that shortly too but you, you give, give it to me mate tell me educate me yeah well so it was quite hard for me to find like exactly what's coming in. It was actually really hard. Like you couldn't find it on the Herald or whatever. There was like a little summary, but it was shit. So I couldn't find that. But ANZ came to save the party and Sharon Zona, their chief economist, did a big write-up and it's probably got the most important information in there from the way that I look at things, which is like economy, interest rates up or down. Yeah. So that's what your customers want to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for all you house-loving people out there, there's a few things coming in this report from Sharon Zolner, she's got like what stuff could make rates go up basically and what stuff could make rates go down. And I reckon it's just like net even. So at okay. the end of the end of all of this that's in here, it's like we'll fucking roll and just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but a few things that I think are of note towards property and, and the economy. An amend amending the RBNZ Act. So we're removing the mandate of supporting maximum sustainable employment. So we're only going to be price, what do they call it? Price stability focused now. Okay. So your main job now, RBNZ, is you're not you're not taking in the data about employment. We just want our prices to be in that 1% to 3% bracket in inflation and keep them there. That's your only job. So I think that's actually a good thing. Um, which, you know, if rates go up and unemployment spikes, he might just be looking and be like, well, we haven't got it back in the data, so we're jacking him again. Wow. So that's like a, that could be a potential thing to raise. Like unemployment's mm. not going to come into that calculation anymore. So that's interesting, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be interesting how practically that turns out. To yeah, work. yeah. Anyway. Unemployment is still a massive part. Imagine if they just stop measuring it forever. Yeah. <laughs> now we don't measure that. Yeah, anymore. should be right. Yeah. Um, I think another one in here that everyone's been waiting for is the restoration of interest deductibility for residential property investors. And National's plan was to slowly drag it back in, um, but old Seymour got a bit more out of it and they've introduced a faster plan. So the new plan is 60% deduction for 2023-24, 80% 24-25 and 100% by 25-26. 
We're currently in the 23-24 as well, just FYI for those residential property investors out there. Yeah. So that means you're going to get 60% this year, when I think at the moment it's down to 50, so you've got 10% yeah. extra. So I think, again, that means that property becomes more attractive again, right? A little bit faster than it otherwise would have. Yep. Because that just helps that P&L out, which, you know, if... Uh, one of the things I reckon Adrian is looking at with... OCR and rates and stuff like that. If the property market takes off, higher for longer. Because that new credit that comes into the economy when that happens, feeds the builders, feeds the developers, they get paid more, money flows through and we have a bit of a good economy which is kind of not what we're aiming for at the moment. We're trying to engineer a grunty recession. Yeah. So that could be, I don't think it's big enough of a difference but all else equal, that's, that's something that could make rates stay high for longer. I'll never forget ages ago on a podcast, you kind of gave people a reminder of, just rem- like, let me remind you if you're hell-bent on house prices going up, well, inflation is probably not going to be going down fast enough. Yeah, yeah. Right? If we're clicking new money into the economy at a rate of knots, like go back to 2021 and look what happened. Yeah. We don't want that again because no. then we get this again and it's worse. So we don't want these volatile swings in markets. And yeah, so mm. I think this is funny. Income tax cuts. Here we go. This is, you know, I reckon income tax sh- should just be fucking banned. <laughs> but basically, yeah, I mean, tax relief is coming apparently, and it's very hard to find what they've actually said. From what I can gather, there's no true figures apart from they're going to, you might know more about this, basically they're going to um, match them with inflation. You know, index them, yeah. Index them to inflation, and that's going to come into force on the first of July, twenty twenty four. It's weird, man. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Like, I don't understand how they're going to do this, and they haven't laid out how they're going to do this. Um, at the end of the day, when I try and find information, and then I start thinking about it, I'm like, it's all a fucking scam anyway. Yeah, just go back to work. Like, focus on your own income. Yeah, because index to inflation. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be like ways to read that too, right? For and sure. then, and then, you know, are we indexing it to the last year of a year of inflation, or for the last 25 years that it hasn't happened? Yeah, well, the average over 25 years is, I think, about 2.5 percent. Yeah, cool. Of Sweet boys, appreciate that. Yeah, cool. yeah. We'll, be, see, we'll go be back. back go yeah. back to 28 percent tax rates, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Chances <laughs> not happening. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll just be politic. Political fucking bullshit speak, but yeah. For the accountants out there, will be it just feels messy because a tax year ends first of uh, or thirty first of March, right? So you're going to have the first of April to the thirtieth of June, not really of the of the current tax rates, and then we're going to have to move everything from the first of July to these new tax rates. Oh yeah, they just put it in force for their financial year, which is the Aussie exactly. one. Exactly. Hey? Yeah. yeah, and that's the government financial year, thirty June. So obviously trying to line it up with Treasury and budgeting and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be interesting. You know, all of these sorts of changes create cost for taxpayers anyway, because you've then got okay, the IRD system needs to change. Everyone needs their fucking calculators online. Um, zero have to change all the things that they use to help work out tax for mm. different people and shit. It's going to be yeah, all the algorithms and like and zero and Henry and stuff like fuck yeah, that's yeah. a that's there's a big piece of work yeah, there. Yeah, shit yeah, yeah. And that's probably what a lot of people don't think about. But you know, I look at that, I'm like fuck, first of July, okay, you're gonna have to factor this in and just <laughs> yeah. start thinking through to what's that gonna mean? How do yeah. I make sure we get client stuff right? But anyway, um, 
a regional infrastructure fund, which I don't know, I think that's roads, 1.2 bill. It's projects around the country. I've actually seen a little bit of this. This is where Winston got criticised in the, the racing space. So as an example, what I saw was they go into the regions and they find projects to fund that will be good okay. for the region. So what they did in the horse racing space was basically build three synthetic tracks, which we don't have any of. Yep. And they allocated money out of the that fund yep. when Winston was last in power to build those. The region nor racing could afford to build those. Yep. So they create a track that could basically be raced on at any time. Yep. Idea is that return on investment is, well, the trials got cancelled because it's too wet. Oh, well, we have them on the synthetic now. So yeah, cool. things continue. Yeah, yeah. Makes um, sense. Kind of makes sense. But, you know, as an example, then some trainers are like, nah, I don't want to put my horses on that track. I'd rather leave them on the grass. Oh, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But without that fund, those three things wouldn't have been built around the country. Now, is racing your thing? Probably not. So then you're like, what a fucking waste of money. But you can sort of see their line of thinking, right, for these different parties. So Winston goes, well, that's my portfolio. I get the economic activity that it generates. We need a solution there. We've got this pot of funding. We can place it into the region. So there's one in Canterbury, Manawatu, and Cambridge slash the Waikato. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's sort of how that fun works as an as a And there'll be other stuff that's not racing too. Oh, 100%. Be, there'll be yeah. fucking all sorts of shit that they'll yeah. use. Those three tracks only cost 1.1 1. 1. 1. 1 billion of the 1.2 last time. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, they'll be able to put them four speed bumps. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> infrastructure, 13 new roads of national significance, like, yeah, cool. Fuck. Like, just fix the fucked up ones. See we've those got. in sixty years. Yeah, yeah, cool. Rewrite the Credit Contracts and Consumer Finance Act. This oh, is interesting Mike to me. Stoked about this. Yeah, well, it's. I reckon it's a bit of a. So the triple CFA. We had this hit the industry like a ton of bricks at the end of twenty twenty one. There was a whole lot of like pain. Oh, actually twenty twenty. Bit of pain and aggravation for the first couple of months till everyone understood it. It is still in place, but there has been reform already. And if they, it's classic politics to go, we'll rewrite it. It's like, nah, just fucking bin it. Or like decide it's a good thing or a bad thing. Then that's like a fuck, it's painful to hear. Like Mm. this has been reformed already after multiple complaints and multiple meetings with government and all of this shit. And, you know, to be honest, if, if I'm very honest in my job, it caused pain, but we just learned how to deal with it. We talk the clients through what we need to know, and then and then tell them what extra information we need, and it means makes no difference to us. Yeah. If we look at it as the economy is probably going to be in a bit of a hard spot, if they do rewrite it or remove it, that's easing up on credit conditions, which is good for getting the economy back on its feet if things get hard. Okay, yeah. Which I think you can go back to pods in twenty twenty one, and I was like. Don't worry, if shit hits the fan, they'll ease everything. They'll change the LVRs, they'll change the rules, Yeah, because they just need that debt flowing through the economy to get it back on its feet. It's yeah. how it always works. So, yeah, deregulate a little bit, which is quite a... Deregulation is quite a uh, a popular thing at the moment, because I think construction's been... Have you been to a construction site recently? Ever? <sighs> no, ever? <laughs> we have clients in that space, obviously. So. Mate, it's fucking painful. You know, fucking high. There'll be a flat piece of dirt, and they'll go with something like a developer or something, and they'll show us what they're going to do. Oh, sign in here. Yeah. Fucking put your high vis on hard hat. It's fucking dirt. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. wild. You, so, and you get out of New Zealand, you go to somewhere like Bali 
Or even the Philippines <laughs> where I nearly walked over a fucking top of a manhole and fell into a drain. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> no one seems to care here. Nah, it's funny, eh? So I think like deregulation and the farmers have been pretty spanked in this area too. There's the, the finance side of it. So yeah, it's um like I know sparkies and plumbers and stuff that say they won't do commercial work now because of it. Wow. I can't get I can't be fuck getting onto the site because it takes me an hour to sign in and fucking meet everyone who I need to meet and find out where the fire exit is and I just want to go put some fucking pipes in. Just on that, mate, a quick rant that ties into this. I'm sure we'll get a bit further down the track to this too because it comes into this some of these talks. But I came back from the beach recently and there's a two-lane causeway. Now, it was down to one lane because there was some work being done on one of the lanes. We get to the stop go. Two people on their phones and a walkie-talkie, walkie-talkie to the person at the other end. <laughs> cool. So we get the go. And mum says to me, oh, look at that. You know, there's two people doing that one job. And then we get to the middle and there's two dudes sitting on the back of a ute and there's two pieces of equipment. There's no one on the equipment. Yeah. And then we get to the other end and it's the one person. So that those two people are on their phones too. Yeah. Get to the other end. This last person's on their phone too. And, you know, basically radioing through to the other end. So five people doing nothing. Yeah. Now, I'm guessing they didn't have what they need, so someone's gone to get it. So in the meantime, traffic slowed down and it goes to one lane. But if you're listening to, to this and you think that's normal, then you're being taught what the like to be a part of the problem. Yeah. So yes, you may not be able to control that because that's your job and that's what you have to do and there's no doubt some reasoning to it. But that is an example of teaching Kiwis that it's okay to be unproductive or let's just sit around on our phones then make sure that whatever you're doing in that time is good for you it's not fucking scrolling TikTok and being Mm. like oh how can I kill an hour of my job I hate this job Mm. it is I'm being forced to sit on my phone here because something's gone wrong therefore I'm unproductive I'm going to use this time productively listening to this for instance learning something to get you the fuck out of that because the more you learn those skills the more you're going to find life tough as it goes, but yeah, you're going to think carry that's them to the next thing. Exactly. And I said to mum, you know, I'm losing hope that we'll ever actually be a productive nation because we keep showing Kiwis that that's okay and that's normal and that's sweet. You can you can sit on your fucking job site, five of us, yeah. in the middle of a highway, well, not a highway, but a road yeah. where people are moving through trying to do productive shit and be on your phone and get paid to do it. Yeah. Like, that is... Fucking cooked. Yeah, yeah. The It sounds like, I'm about to tell you one that we had, but it sounds like we're picking on roading here. Like, this is everywhere. This isn't just this. This is just because this is what you get to see with your eyes. But, like, we have, I get off at Green Lane to live, because I live in Meadowbank, and we had the, the exit lane coned off and shut down because behind a barrier, they were removing graffiti. Oh, wow. Behind the barrier. So yeah. the barrier's there yeah, to stop you going off the fucking road. But they shut down a lane. And there was like seven people there in two trucks. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's, it's odd to me. I feel like it will be, you can probably trace it back to like government rules and regulations. Yeah. From what I hear, like so everyone's... You do it? You wouldn't be like, oh, what, wake up today and put six fucking cones out. That's a fun job. And then just get seven <laughs> of us to take off. Just on that too, very quickly, because I came back from the gym today and someone's tagged the front of our fucking door to get back into our apartment. If you're a tagger, can you stop? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what you're doing. You feel insignificant. You want people to pay attention to you. 
you think you're an artist, you're lacking something in your life, this is your way to get a bit of attention, okay? Go and deal with your demons, get a fucking counsellor, do something, like basically figure out why you do this shit, because someone now has to clean that up, the old people that live there, they feel fucking threatened by it, they're like, it's happening in our community and stuff, just think about what you're doing. Yes, yeah. I get that you think it's art, but go and work through how long you're going to do that shit for and where it's actually taking you. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah. I knew this politics pod would be a fucking fiery age. We're not even talking about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, I think removal of regulation, it sounds like they're shutting down the productivity, what do they call it, the Productivity Commission, which is interesting because ACT originally put that in place. It's been fucking useless. Productivity's declined, so it's a waste of fucking time. So ACT themselves are going like, yep, we're bidding that, and we're replacing it with the let's cut up all the red tape commission whatever they're going to call that regulation something so it's going to be interesting because i know from talking to people there's a lot of businesses and their main complaint is fucking regulation and the fact that that regulation has stripped people of personal responsibility and allowing them to use common sense instead of doing tick box dumb shit and turning them into fucking robots you know, like in the in the car world, we say mechanics become technicians because the, even the car companies are trying to build cars where it's literally just tick box stuff and they are not mechanics any longer. And I think that's happened to, to a lot of industries, but business owners and even people working in the businesses are sick of it. Mm. So I think it's a positive if they can pull it off. Whether they can pull it off or not, who fucking knows? Yeah, massive. Some interesting stuff that is, I thought the the free first year of uni being changed to the third year is quite smart. Same. That's quite, that's, yeah, I thought like, fuck yeah, that means you didn't fucking, you can't say they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. But now you've got to stay at uni to fucking get it. Mm. That's quite smart. I kind of like using incentives cleverly. Yeah. Because that to me is, well, that's that's good strategy, right? So and what it does too, from pushes a cost from the government to the person for two years so it delays the the bill. Yeah. So yeah. that's how they then move the deck chairs a little bit to yep. bring some uh, yep. to give themselves some room in their own budget. I'm and how and also like now if you <laughs> if you do one year of uni and you fucking hate it, you didn't just like ride my tax. Yeah. Now you've got a now if you do it, you wrote your income or your cost or your student loan, and then you can decide to bin it if you want, and that's fine. Yeah, and they're poor bastards. Now they've got the sunk cost fallacy of like, fuck, I've done two years and paid for it. I better do the third year because yeah. it's free and get yeah. it done. Stuck there now. <laughs> for your shit degree. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's unfair. So some pick stuff a, that... Pick a wise degree. To yeah, please. so there's some stuff that's happening pretty quickly. Repeal the clean car discount. So that'll, what that will do, mate, drop your Tesla value by Even another 30%. <laughs> Brilliant. Does anyone want a $13,000 Tesla? <laughs> The negative equity on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. I think they're getting rid of the ute tax by Christmas. They're going to remove Labor's petrol tax. Uh, yeah, there's some... No uh, no increase to the superannuation age. So both National and Axe said they would raise it from 65 to 67 prior to the election. New Zealand first well, said forget about it. Yeah, well, he's the guy who introduced just the gold card, right? Yeah. So, yeah, good luck getting that while he's in there. Long term, when you start, if you actually dig into the numbers and stuff, that's actually an issue. Well, 100%. So, like that, 
yeah, doing that is like typical politics. They're just mm. kicking it to the next government, you know, and yeah. eventually they're going to have to be like, there's actually no super next year for anyone. Yes. Yeah. You know, we've run out. We need to make a big sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're yeah. going to get 70% tax rates to yeah. cover the shit. You want to talk about division? Yeah, fuck, fuck. we're going to talk about it then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that, but it is what it is. But my point on that would be people. Learn that, understand that, prepare for your retirement. Don't rely on the government. 100%. Like, please, the sooner you learn that. I mean, I personally practice what I preach. I pay more into my KiwiSaver each week. I could argue that I don't need to with the career path that I'm on and whatnot, but yep. I'm like, nah, I'm going to go back and I'm going to clean up my past sins that I did in my 20s where I wasn't contributing because I was paying down debt. So I didn't, I took a holiday. So I'm tidying that up. But also, I know I'm like, these, like, this is coming, man, and yeah. it's probably going to be means tested, or it's going to be, you know, it's going to change in our lifetime because the younger people are going to come through. It's going to get louder, and they're going to just say no, like we're not fucking doing this. We're not paying for that. Yeah. Eventually, the 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 workforce will be like, hang on, like <laughs> you're taking forty percent, fifty percent, sixty percent. No, no, no. And you'll get voted out, and then it it'll swing the other way, and then yeah. it'll be like, oh, actually. Some someone loud will come in and fucking get on TV and be like, "I'm going to be the next prime minister, and we're going to stop it, so you can keep more in your back pocket." And you go, "Yeah, I vote for that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think about it, we're already kind of there. We were saying we haven't spent enough on infrastructure. The the over sixty five still want a benefit. You know, yeah. they don't have that money set aside to pay that. The current working population pays for yeah, the yeah. next wave of sixty five exactly. plus. Oh, I've worked my entire year for this. Yeah. Wow. It's okay. interesting. This is my favourite one, mate, and apologies in advance to anyone out there in the public sector. Cuts to core public service employment. <laughs> you shouldn't be laughing, Mikey. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? I, the like, way I read it is like some of the people that work in government agencies are about to lose their jobs. And just on that, I think if you were in a government agency right now, you would be sleeping worse than me. Because mm. I feel like the type of government that's been put into place here I wouldn't worry about it too much because them actually doing this stuff is different from saying it but the narrative is that we're doing we're doing some shit yeah and it's going to be a bit brutal so you know if I was employed by them I'd be like CV time 100% and if you want to take a risk-free route like working for the government then yeah Probably like had you, a mean gravy train for six years, though. Yeah, you're mapping, you're mapping your life out. You're basically choosing to rely on the government. Yeah. Now, at some stage, you've got to just accept that that doesn't work for your entire life. There will be times where you have to stand on your own two feet. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, eh? That, that sounds obviously very, very rough. And I know there'll be people that genuinely want to work for in some of those government roles. And I'm not talking nurses, polices, and stuff like that. I'm talking about these other sorts of roles that they're obviously clearly going to start targeting but yeah, you know, become a, like own it and be like, yeah, I'm going to dust my CV up. I'm a valuable person. Have an honest conversation with yourself of who you're valuable to mm-hmm. and why, what skills you have, what you liked about working in those government roles, what were you trying to achieve? Go out there and do it individually. Yep. You know, build, build an income off of, I fucking loved the environment. Well, sweet. Go yep. out. Yeah. Go out and fucking build something in that There's space. There's a massive private sector there that's bigger than the pro- than the public one. You can go and play in. Yeah, we've got clients that kick ass in that space that genuinely do shit for the yeah. environment and can hire people and do it at scale. Yep, and 
kill pests and all sorts of shit. Shit yep. that you wouldn't even think about could be a business, is a business, and is a form of income. Yeah, 100%. And I think, mate, there is one thing that is happening that is probably the most important. There is a change that will suit me and you. Really? For tenants. Oh, yes. You, you might not be able to avoid getting a pet anymore. Because now, if you want a pet, you can pay a pet bond. Wait you, a ha- you have the right. Taz has the right to have a cat now. Fuck. It is not the landlord's choice. She was hitting me up about <laughs> a cat in this morning. I hope she doesn't listen to this. What does this mean? I don't understand. I think, no, the bond? exact stuff about oh. it. But basically, if you want a pet, instead of landlords saying no, no pets, oh. they say, okay, you can have a pet, but there's a five grand bond if your pet fucks up the place. This is brilliant. Yeah. This is great. This means that I can rent for longer. If Taz, yeah. if you're listening. Exactly. We can stay as tenants, boy. Yes. You can <laughs> fucking already hang shit on the walls. You know, I told you you can. Now you can have a cat and pay your bond. And the puss puss can scratch up the walls as well. And it's all good. We don't need to own a home to do it. Yeah, oh that's Exceptional. funny, eh? A pet bond. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought they were going to make people with a pet nationwide pay a bond. No, I think it's going to be individual, but it just kind of makes common sense, to, right? To decrease the amount of people that have pets because most people don't have the time nor the cost to um, afford them. But <laughs> nah, you know, mate, what an we're, asshole. In, we're increasing the pets of the nation with this one. Oh, gosh. Just what people need. And then my favourite one, repeal ban on offshore oil and gas explanation. <laughs> Exploration. <laughs> Exploration. That, it's, that uh, will go down like a cup of cold <laughs> sick. That's going to be shocking, eh? Mm. But, you know, I'm like, Macro view, I'm like quite big on energy security for the country because I think it's something we really lack here. And I think the fact is is that any oil and gas companies have been so burnt over the last six years that like good luck getting them back. I don't know. Maybe they can fix it by saying, yeah, here's a 100-year lease on this piece of dirt out in the ocean that you can drill into. But who knows? Time will tell. But that's a pretty big policy. Eh? That's a pretty big you know, deviation from sort of the narrative and the path that we're on and whatnot. But again, mm. like if you don't like that, we'll suck it up. Go figure out how to make enough to buy an EV. If you think that that's, you know, really, mm. really bad, like keep decreasing your own personal use of those things. Yep. Be the be the example. Yep. Yeah. Is, is it that simple or not? Probably not. But, you know, if that really riles you up, hey, what can you do about it to go the other way? You know, mm. lead, lead an example in your own life. Yeah, someone said to me the other day, Nah, I'm not even going to start. Fucking hell, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, in summary, I think that's pretty much what we're going to see. We're going to see income taxes creep by creep in, in the right way by a few percent, Yeah. Um, which means more in our back pocket. They call it back pocket change or something, and it'll be hardly noticeable. <laughs> and, yeah, I think that it's interesting, right? It's quite a centre-right they call centre right, and that'll fucking fire up all the left and all that shit. And but yeah, to me, mate, is like an economics business money man, which is like truly all I give a fuck about. And cars, <laughs> I quite like it. And your cats, yeah, yeah. my cats, yeah. yeah. Taylor, of course, yeah. yeah. Your family, actually, shout out to Taylor. It's her birthday today. Oh, Taylor, there we go. And Maybe we have to release. What this are we today. doing? We going to breakfast? I was like, no, I'm going to do six hours of podcast with Luke, then I'm going fishing tonight. <laughs> Yeah, she's a legend. Turns up tomorrow and she's left you. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Fuck, I shouldn't be joking about that. Yeah. Well, happy birthday to Taylor and thank you for lending us Mikey on your birthday. Hopefully she's having a ripper day. Well, thank you for that deep dive into that, mate. As always, I'm sceptical about all of these politicians and these changes and stuff. Two ticks you. You can find more 
in your world already by doing that webinar and going through and figuring out what changes you could be making rather than waiting till the 1st of July, for instance, as well. That's that's still six or seven months away. Yeah, Most I mean... Before you're getting that tax relief. Every, so fucking relieving. The thing oh. is, like, if you just listen back to this and go everything that I've read out here, the fact is, is it's not going to change your life. We're just hoping that, like... The roads get a bit better, let's be honest. Like, stop putting in 500 grand speed bumps, let us fucking do our job, leave us alone, and then just fucking we'll control our own destination where we're going. As a politician would say, what I would say is <laughs> that everybody loves a bit of hope, and some of these things will give some people hope, and mm-hmm. for others, it will take it away from you. You know, be careful where you on that. The, the other one, the one before was a very good example about the oil and gas exploration. You know, that might really rile you up, so oh. that takes your hope from you. Yeah. Now, for other people, they might be like, great, we're going to get that tax relief that's giving me hope. Just be careful what this new government does to you. Does it give you hope? Does it take from your hope? And then try and look at it and go, okay, how can you create that for yourself? Mm. What things can you do to always have hope and to be looking through to your future and things? Because otherwise, you're waiting till for three years or six years or nine years, and it goes on and on, and this is your life cycle. you know. And you get to look back one day and, and you know, imagine, like I always say, if... God sits you down when you die and says, right, oh, now I'm going to show you where all the all the ways you went the wrong way. If they just start cracking up laughing and say, from 18, you thought that the government, you know, you thought these tickets, you thought all of them, you thought all of them were your ticket to things you wanted. Do you want a second chance? Do you want me to send you back? Do You, you would go, oh my God, that is embarrassing. I, I was into politics deep and, and angry and leaving comments and shit all over social media for fucking 40 to 50 years of my life and you're telling me that actually it was me in the mirror that could have actually got in control of these number of these things damn righto good luck to the coalition to the threesome go and start banging each other well banging heads against each other whatever you gotta do just get some shit done